Who knew this would happen? A magic potion could save my heart. Who knew that these feelings had a name? I'm worthy of change, same as you are. Mirror, mirror, don't you judge me? Don't you dare? Who knew I was? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Transitional Wisdom Podcast, where Nash and I discuss all things trans and queer-related from a variety of different perspectives. Our goal here is to share stories and experiences in the hopes of connecting with others and also furthering education surrounding trans-related issues. I think it's important for us to know that we're all so beautifully different, but hey, we're not alone. So this week, we are going to talk about sex. We, uh, <laughs> we're both very awkward, but that's okay. Um, we actually had someone e- email us some questions about transitioning and how that affected our sex lives, I guess, in a way. Yeah. This person wanted to hear about pre and post phalloplasty, how yes. things have changed as well as with hormones. So take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty uncomfortable with my body um my whole life. So uh you know, I I had a lot of discomfort with any sort of, you know, sex or touching or whatever. Um and just like for context, like I had I had dated the same girl for four, you know, almost 4 years, so it was through high school basically. Uh, into my first year of college so just on the like just in regards to how long we were together like comfort wise you know someone would expect that you'd be comfortable with somebody enough at that point to be able to like be intimate in that way but it was just it was just not possible for me um I, you know, my, I was somebody who, you know, my clothes were on, um, and any sort of, like, touching would be, would have to, um, receive, like, for me to receive would have to be, like, overclothing or, like, you know, very uncomfortable situations, and I never, I could never enjoy any part of it, you know, I was always so uncomfortable with myself and just being so hyper-vigilant, hyper-aware of what was happening or whatever that uh there was no enjoyment whatsoever so um that did your partners ever pick up on that was that ever an issue (laughs) yeah i mean um i think there was definitely there was definitely one who an ex-partner who had you know outright asked me about if i was trans and stuff like that but she was also somebody I was friends with for a very long time. So she really 
knew me, uh, you know, just like on a much deeper level of just understanding things. We talk, you know, we talk openly about things. So I would, I would share that I was uncomfortable with like having boobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like those were the words that I would use would just be like that, you know, I'm uncomfortable with that body part and there was nothing attached to it. But yeah, people certainly found it to be weird. But um, I also had a tendency to have pretty selfish partners. Um, so same, <laughs> both both physically and emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> so you know, it, it, no one ever threw a fit that I was uncomfortable with being touched or anything. For the most part. Um, but do you also like do you also in, just enjoy that aspect were you so uncomfortable with yourself that like because I know for me personally I'm fine with doing whatever to somebody else like that's enough for me on in most regards you know what I mean like in that that's what I'm trying to get at yes so that used to yeah so so growing up my enjoyment really was yeah that was what I I would enjoy that um, okay, but it's something that that's something that had to develop. That was not that didn't come natural, and um, that's definitely still the case for the most part. But has definitely shifted. Um, but yeah, like so, I never, like I said, there was nothing I ever wanted really done to me for the most part. Um, I that doesn't mean it didn't happen because I certainly there were certainly times when I allowed for it to happen, but it was. For the most part, it was, you know, while, um, and I don't drink now, but I did in college a little bit. And so a lot of these experiences throughout college were drunk. You know, I had to be drunk. Um, there was a lot, there was just so much discomfort with just, I think, having my body just be acknowledged in, in that way. <laughs> so um, when I did allow for things, you know, it definitely, it definitely, altered between alternated between like being well it was it was almost hold on let me backtrack it i would never ever allow like oral to be done that was not that was not happening dude we're so similar yeah that was was like that happened when i was so drunk that no one should have been touching me because i was far too drunk to be touched like that's Mm -hmm. when that happened and you know, I would go through these like feelings of just being feeling so gross afterwards and feeling so uncomfortable and withdrawing emotionally and withdrawing physically and everything. So yeah, there was that was few and far between. Um, but then I had never so I I was like not really raised being comfortable. I don't know. I guess just with all the, I guess just with all this dysphoria, like I I never allowed myself to explore like any sort of like toys or like a strap on or anything because that was just too much for me it felt like too much of like i don't know a lack of or something so i never i never did anything like that and then there was uh this one girl that i dated during college who was (laughs) i don't i don't like to talk badly about anybody but this this girl was just terrible um (laughs) She was really, really <laughs> abusive to me. Um, oh, no. You know, she... I take back my previous laugh. <laughs> no, you can laugh. It's funny to think about because it's just like this is how beaten down I was that like this is what I thought I deserved was to be treated as poorly as I was. So 
this one girl I had dated, she, you know, she really kind of like, she was the one person I could not say no to because she was so mean to me and made me feel so bad about myself. So that's when like my first like penetration experience really took place was with her and I didn't like it at all. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was just so uncomfortable and I felt like there was no point to it whatsoever. It just felt it, it just felt like pointless really. Um I don't know if I'd say I felt dysphoric at that time, but it just felt very pointless. Like you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just like what did I just waste my time doing? <laughs> like that's how much I did not like it. Um mm-hmm. and and yeah, so that, you know, after that ex- those few experiences with that girl, I did not really allow for any penetration for a while and yeah so i had i just i kind of had these couple of experiences that did not really feel very good and then it wasn't until um my current partner uh like very early on she was very embracing of like me not being a girl you know we met like we met when I was pre-transitioned and everything. And so she, but she had right away just sort of like leaned into the masculine side of me. And so I think, I think with the way she treated me, like, and then coming to terms with like my gender and everything, but that was later. So before I even came to terms with my gender, I had been completely comfortable with basically anything sexually with her. Uh, It was very, yeah, it was just felt like a very safe environment so i think that allowed me to see myself differently um in which case i was like much more comfortable with certain things so so kind of like she saw you yeah, oh she totally saw me like yeah. from day one so just me. saw right through you oh yeah, yeah <laughs> a million percent um but yeah so she really just like allowed me to she, she really like fostered me being comfortable with like these masculine parts of me which i think then allowed me to just actually have an opportunity to explore what did feel good to me and and then be able to actually participate in those things so you know um i just became even more comfortable with like oral after starting testosterone because it just it was like a different experience and so Mm -hmm. i think and i'm talking about like physically but also just like mentally it was different um because I think with like seeing changes with the testosterone and and everything that my masculinity felt more secure at that point, mm-hmm. and so being super comfortable with these things was really easy, um, and so that it just was a it was a non issue at that point for the most part, but I still felt like something was missing for me personally, and so. That, so, for me, I'm I'm all about kind of, like, patterns and stuff. Like, that's how I think clearly. So, like, I thought a lot about, like, patterns of, like, okay, so, now I am with a partner who I am comfortable being sexual with and, and having these experiences with, and, but I'm still having a lot of discomfort. So that was my, that was kind of my opening of figuring out that like I needed some sort of bottom surgery. Like this wasn't, this was dysphoria and it was not, you know, this was the dysphoria was manifesting in a different way, I guess, or, or something of that sort. Um, Like I was able to get to a level of comfort, but it kind of stopped there. 
it, does that make sense? I don't know if that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Sometimes I also you kind of level up, and then you realize you weren't done. Yeah, I'm, that's that's a really I like that way. I like that way. Yeah, that basically kind of reinforced to me that like a, a bottom surgery was needed, and so as we talked about in another episode, like that whole journey, then I ended up having phalloplasty. So now, post phalloplasty, um, I definitely like. Am way more comfortable exploring different, like different ways of having sex and stuff like that. One of the other things that I've noticed has happened is like with postphaloplasty, um, sex is kind of funny now, like because everything is a little bit more. You know, I don't have an implant, so it's a little bit more um, intentional and like planned out. You know, I have to use like an external dev- device, so uh, you know, it can take like a few minutes to get everything like ready and and so it has to just be lighthearted and i think that's that kind of attests to like how comfortable i am with my body now that i've had surgery because this was a surgery i really felt that i needed um and then also just like the level of comfort i have with this partner but you know i think like the level of comfort is never going to overshadow like an absolute need for something if that's you know what is like really needed so for me it was the surgery it didn't matter how much somebody, you know, could let, make it easy and feel comfortable. Like, it would still have never been enough. So, um, do you think it kind of takes away the that you have that light hardness around it? Like, takes away the pressure. Yeah. Around sex, kind of, you know, because you are more comfortable. Like, you can kind of find the humor and things. Like, there's not this pressure to just be like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah, it's very, like, funny and just, like, you know, enjoyable, but, like, there's layers to it, I guess, now, where it's, like, you know, we we can both be, we can both find the humor in the fact that, you know, I have to, like, put a device on and then <laughs> put another thing on and, like, just have the process of it be a little bit more funny, be, like, a little funnier because this is just how it is. Like, there's nothing I can do about it, you know, and and I'm satisfied, so there's no reason to not be comfortable so that was my developing my my developing experience you know it's changed i think and i think just like the further i transition the you know like or whatever you want to call it as the years pass i think it's just the the comfort increases so yeah just making the most of it doing your thing (laughs) yeah so what was your experience like then with everything? I mean, there's a lot of similarities between like like our, you know, journeys or whatever our experiences. Before transitioning, I had had sex with cis men before. Um, never sober. Okay. Always extremely intoxicated. Um, but it was never something that I ever felt like comfortable with necessarily. And like I mentioned earlier, I've always had like the... I'm fine pleasing someone else in a way. Like, mo- like a lot of the times I get just as much out of that as vice versa. And I think I also had partners that that was fine with as well. Right. Um, so that went a long ways. But um, when I started transitioning, I had been with my partner for like about a year or so. And it was just, it, I mean, it was just kind of like a, not a weird experience, but a different one because also my partner at the time had only been with like 
had only slept with one other person, but only had dated me. So it was like definitely a learning experience for everybody involved, I think. And I, like when I started transitioning, I quote unquote knew what to expect, but didn't know how that would feel for me. And I was already had some sort of like underlying uncomfortableness with it wasn't it was uncomfortableness with being touched because I didn't know how I wanted to be touched. That makes like, sense. I wasn't comfortable with myself, so I didn't know how I could be comfortable with somebody else being with me mm-hmm. in a way. And then once I started hormones it was obviously things change. And so that kind of exasperated some uncomfortableness I had had with my body because I knew what to expect, but I didn't know how that would look on me, you know, and bottom growth is different for everybody. And I also didn't know like navigating how that also felt. Okay. Was definitely a learning experience and definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, because since I, you know, I didn't know how to do it myself, I didn't, I couldn't teach somebody else. You know, I didn't know what I wanted, so I couldn't voice that to somebody else. Um, That's exactly how I felt, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of, you know, and then throughout our relationship, I mean, you know, everybody talks about like the increased sex drive on testosterone, and I didn't have that. And maybe it was there, but I it, I, mean, I definitely think it was probably covered with, like, a layer of depression plus a layer of, like, uncomfortableness with who I, like, who I was or how my body was changing. So I think that was definitely there, but I wasn't just, like, horny all the time. Okay. And so that definitely affected our relationship and our sex life and everything we had been told was, you know, you're going to want to fuck 24-7 right. and that wasn't the case anymore. And... You know, my communication lacked in, I was just uncomfortable, so I just kind of shut down. Okay. And so that affected our sex life. Um, and so since transitioning, or since I started, whatever, I've only been with her. So I've only been with one cis female. Okay. And um, I don't know. Like, we definitely, I mean, for lack of better terms, I was 90%, 95% the top. You know, in any interactions. (laughs) Um, But there are definitely moments that I was comfortable with her also topping me. But they were kind of few and far between, and it was more of a me leading it type of thing. Because she was... I also have to recognize that I also made my partner feel very uncomfortable being with me. In what way? Like, my uncomfortable... It, like, it was just so palpable that I was not okay in my body that she didn't know how to touch me. That would feel good for me. Oh, I understand. And so she was scared and hesitant to make a move or to do anything in that regards because she didn't want to make me feel bad, you know. Like, obviously, she wanted me to have a good experience, so she didn't know what to do to make me feel good, so that kept her from doing anything, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And so, that's probably a real, that's got to be so real too for like our partners to be able to like feel that and feel so scared of like doing something that might, you know, hurt us or scare us or ups- whatever, mm-hmm. trigger us. 
yeah, it's super, it's super important to like have that communication and just be able to yeah. try to express ourselves, you know? And I think I was just like so wrapped up in, you know, in my own shit. And I was like, I didn't understand that it wasn't just enough for me to like, please her. Yeah. Like there's also the other aspect for the other person, you for know, sure. like that can feel like a rejection to your partner at times. Yep. So that was definitely a learning experience. But like, since, you know, being on hormones for, you know, almost three years now, and everything, and um, we haven't been in a relationship for almost a year, I've kind of like explored more, but mostly with cis men. So it's like, it's very weird for me to like be in this like diehard, like, yeah, I've slept with men, but I really only have relationship with like, so I definitely considered myself a lesbian. But now I'm like, yeah, I can sleep with men and it doesn't really, like, bo- like quote-unquote bother me because it doesn't affect my identity in a way. So I think that kind of gave me more freedom as well. You said that you started to explore more now post-breakup. Mm-hmm. So were you uncomfortable doing any sort of exploring during the relationship, like sexually? Mm. I don't think I was... And, and we've said it, I've said it before in a previous episode, like, we didn't break up because I was trans. Right. Like, or because of the sex. I mean, it had to do with sex, but not really. She had only been with me, you know, and I'm a very understanding person. I have slept with a few people and I understand like there is a need, I think, to explore and to experience those things. Mm -hmm. So like our breakup was never because of that. I think I hit a point in our relationship that I knew that it wasn't, no matter what, anything that I did wasn't going to change like, I could have completely flipped our sex life on its head, but that wouldn't have taken away her need for experience to be with other people. So nothing in that regard. So, like, it was internally changing for me, but it wasn't going to change the landscape of our relationship. Okay, but then once the breakup happened, you were able to explore with yes. other people. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, we had talked about, like, being with other people in the relationship, and I'm... Like, possessive is the wrong word, but when I'm with someone, like, I'm with someone. Like, and that just wasn't a reality for me, but, like, being outside of the relationship, I'm like, yeah, I can sleep with whoever, because it's just, it's different. Like, feelings and sex are two different things for me. That makes sense. <laughs> Definitely. But I, I, but I also think that through becoming more comfortable with my body and also my gender identity and my sexuality... I still really haven't changed. I don't see myself dating cis men. Like, I don't really connect on that level. It's fun, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I, like, relationship-wise, I definitely seek women. I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that doesn't negate the enjoyment that I can have sexually with cis men. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but it's it's just very weird, you know, from identifying as no, like I'm a lesbian and I, you know, sleep with only women to being like I sleep with whoever the fuck I want to sleep with and that doesn't affect my identity. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have any influence now, but before it did. Mhm. And I'm definitely I don't know, I feel more which I can't really speak to because since I haven't been with any other uh, women since transitioning, but I there was just more of a comfortableness being like 
in that sexual situation with a man, because that's quote-unquote what what they do, you know, and kind of being with a female kind of took, like, my sex with men is kind of vanilla in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm not obviously, but I'm the bottom, and that's all that I want out of it. Like, I'm very <laughs> selfish in that regard, so that's also very weird for me. <laughs> that's so funny. But it's just, yeah, it's just kind of strange to think about that that comfortableness lied in because that's what they were used to. Right. You know, in a way. And I also do try to sleep with, like, bi, like, bisexual or gay men. Like, I don't sleep with cishet men. So I think that there's also a comfortableness that I find in sleeping with bisexual men that they're not going to look at my body in, like, an unrecognizable way. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So I think my level of comfort with another person definitely has to do with my level of comfort doing sexual things. That makes sense. Yeah. So hopefully that answered the question. Um, but if not, let us know and we're happy to <laughs> share more. We'll dive we'll dive a little deeper, I guess. Yeah. Go deeper. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to the Transitional Wisdom Podcast. If you feel like you would like to share your own story or you have a topic you want us to cover or simply want to show your support, please shoot us an email or visit our website. All of our contact info can be found in the episode details. Special thank you to Janelle Mack for creating our amazing theme song and to AJ, our sound engineer, who makes all of this possible. And of course, to you, our listeners. Thanks. Could save my life. Who knew that these feelings had a name? I'm worthy of change, same as you are. Mirror, mirror, don't you judge me? Don't you dare? Who knew I was capable?